Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food, and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we'll talk about the food you put in your mouth and everything else that nourishes you or doesn't. My vision is a world in which you can be well while doing good. And my mission is to give you the simple tools and practices to get there. Let's get started. Before we begin, an invitation. The women in the Fall 2020 cohort of the Eat Your Way to Health program are making lots of progress in the four short weeks that we've been together, and I wake up every morning on such a high, just feeling like I'm doing what I've been put on this planet to do in this lifetime, and it's really an incredible feeling. I'll be sharing more about EAT. For now, I'll just let you know that it's a group coaching program for women burning out in mission-driven fields. And the reason I'm bringing it up at the beginning of the podcast uh, is that one unique aspect of this program is that all of the participants are uh, participating on a scholarship ranging from 50 to 100% of the program fee. Health coaching is not normally something under-resourced women consider, no matter how much they could benefit from it. And one of my goals in my practice has always been to find a way to make it affordable for every body. The pandemic has many of us rethinking what is really important and turning away from consumerism toward investing in what can make a positive difference, not just in our own lives, but for others in the world. So I'm now offering the opportunity to give the gift of health coaching to a woman in need by contributing to a scholarship fund. If you're interested, visit simplyhealthcoaching.com gift to get started. You can give a gift in any amount. You can remain anonymous if you choose to, and you can also give it in honor or in memory of someone you love. And if you are or know a woman burning out in mission-driven work who could use some coaching, feel free to contact me and let's talk about that. In integrative nutrition, the foods we put in our mouths are considered secondary to everything else in our lives that nourishes us or doesn't, because very often our relationship to secondary foods is a reflection of some sort of disharmony in a primary food. Primary foods include relationships, careers, spiritual practice, physical activity, time in nature, sleep, the list just goes on and on. And today's topic is physical environment, which is a really important primary food. The geography of where you live may nourish you or not, depending on where you live and whether you love having four seasons or not, whether you prefer cold, warm, or hot temperatures, dry or wet environments, ocean, mountains, forests, etc. Again, bioindividuality rules. I learned early on that I thrive near mountains and forests, and I prefer four seasons. And that may be uh, changing in the future as I change stages of life. And it also may not be, may not be what nourishes you. So again, bioindividuality. Another aspect of physical environment that merits mention is our homes. Not only the type of house or apartment we live in, how much space or light it has, how many levels it has, but how it's decorated inside, how clean or cluttered it is. You can take it down another notch and think about the rooms you spend the most time in and how they nourish you or don't. 
Early in our marriage, my husband and I moved 10 times, I'm sorry, five times in 10 years from Colorado to Vermont just for a summer, from Vermont to Illinois, where we were in Chicago for 10 years, from Chicago to California, where we spent two years in LA and two years in Torrance, and from California to Ann Arbor, Michigan. And after 10 years, my husband moved yet again to Hong Kong, uh, and I've stayed in Michigan. Moving that often certainly makes you travel light, even with kids. Decluttering becomes a way of life. By the time we moved into our current house, we were so streamlined that we kind of had an embarrassment of closet space, especially after we finished the basement. An embarrassment of closet space and a truly ridiculous number of bathrooms. It is my firm belief that nobody, and I mean nobody, needs four full bathrooms in their house. It probably has to do with how much I hate cleaning bathrooms. Although when it looked like two of the four of us would be quarantining this summer, my daughter commented, see, aren't you glad we have four full bathrooms? (laughs) Yes, and still somebody has to clean them. Granted, this was our first single-family home, and I remember marveling at the sheer number of closets and wondering, whatever are we going to put in here? Well, (laughs) of course, in a few years, those closets were full to overflowing. So we've done a few big declutterings, the most famous one probably being the whole house top to bottom one that I did single-handedly while the rest of my family made a trip to England uh, back in 2013. We also decluttered in a big way before my husband's most recent move and in a smaller way when he was back to visit last month. And every time I declutter, the energy of the house shifts. No surprise, according to my friend Michael Spencer, who practices a form of decluttering called home energy purification, and you can catch a podcast episode with her. I'll drop the note, uh, the link in the show notes. I believe that how we do anything is how we do everything. So whenever something feels stagnant or cluttered, overwhelming, the first thing I do is figure out how to shift that energy. And I like to implement my friend Holly Sutherland's process for this. Um, She is a a professional organizer, and her approach is threefold. You first declutter, then you organize, and then you put things back in a way that increases efficiency. And I like to implement this in all areas of my life. And today, I want to dig into how we can declutter on the more abstract level. And the most recent area I've been focusing on is in my health coaching practice. When you train to become a health coach at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, they're really good about giving you all the information about how to start and run a coaching practice. And they give you a long litany of don't do this, do this, don't do it this way, do it this way. And like teenagers, most coaches have to go out and make all the mistakes they're warned not to make before they concede that IIN was right. I wonder how often the staff there says or even thinks, ah, I told you so. <laughs> Being the consummate model child and ruler rule follower, I avoided a lot of the pitfalls to some degree, or at least I just stuck a toe in the pit but didn't fall in all the way. And Still, I recently found myself taking a step back and looking at all the things I'm doing in my practice and realizing that I've definitely fallen into the trap of doing all the things, like way too many. 
So it really felt like time to declutter and downsize in a manner of speaking to become small and mighty rather than really big and allow the energy to disperse. And so what that means for the coming year, um, it's the time of year when we sort of start reflecting on the year gone by and looking ahead and wow, wow, has it been a crazy 2020. Um, as I tell my clients, if you wait until tomorrow or Monday or the first of the month or the first of the year to change something, you're not really committed to changing inside. You're waiting for something external to magically change you. So here's what Simply Health Coaching is going to look like. Not starting January 1st, but gradually easing toward 2020 starting now. First of all, coaching. I'm going to be limiting the number of people I work with one-on-one -on -one in a given year. So think of one-on-one -on -one coaching as my high-end service. I'm thinking a lot about equity and inclusion these days. So the VIP moniker doesn't really sit well with me in its original meaning of very important person. We're all important. So I'm changing it to mean very invested person. If you want to do one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, you will be investing six months and a lot of focused energy into getting healthy. So your head really needs to be in the right place. Secondly, um, the Eat Your Way to Health program. The next cohort of this group health coaching program for women burning out in mission-driven fields is going to start partway through the first quarter of 2021, and we'll be talking a lot more about it. I'm currently adding participants to an interest list and working on funding scholarships for the program. So if you're interested in participating or in supporting an under-resourced woman with a scholarship, please reach out. Secondly, my community. Um, I have taken my business completely virtual due to the pandemic, and it's likely to remain mostly virtual. Um, so here are the things that are happening in my online community. First of all, I'm uh, collaborating with other practitioners who support the same women I do because collaboration is infinitely preferable to competition. Um, I've been part of a collaboration called Foundations of Wellness for Women. And as part of that initiative of the Ann Arbor Holistic Gynecology practice, I co-host and lead virtual workshops twice a month and retreats once a quarter. You can get on our email list to receive details and future plans include uh, a concierge women's health practice. I will occasionally be doing other collaborations as I see fit, trying to be really intentional about what I take on. Um, you can stay up to date with other Simply Health Coaching community events by visiting my community page and or getting on my email list. And the links to that, uh, those are in the show notes. My online membership site for women over 40 called The Secret, the Sword of Secret Sisterhood is going to be closing at the end of 2020. But I will be repurposing some of the materials uh, in different ways going forward. And finally, um, 
a few connections. Uh, as I originally planned, the content of the podcast is going to be shifting. If you've been listening all along, you know that I started the podcast as the pandemic hit with a really quick series of episodes on mental hygiene. And you can find those if you scroll way back to the beginning of the episodes. Uh, season one, episodes 10 through 29 really focused on secondary foods, the ones we put in our mouths. What's the best way to eat? How, how do we read labels? How do we do an elimination diet? Um, and starting with season one, episode 30, I've been talking about a variety of primary foods, everything else in our lives that nourishes us or doesn't. Starting this month, November 2020, I'm going to be posting some of the Q&As from the Sword of Secret Sisterhood as uh, from the archive episodes for the podcast. And these are interviews with a wide range of practitioners from conventional to alternative who support women over 40. In 2021, I'll be switching to an interview-based format with occasional solo episodes mixed in. And interviews are going to be a mix of women sharing their stories of experiencing burnout in mission-driven work, and maybe getting some impromptu coaching from me. Secondly, practitioners who serve women in burnout, talking about the modalities they offer. And um, I'll be adding in some more archival interviews from the Sort of Secret Sisterhood there. And finally, I'm looking to interview philanthropists, funders, and other forward-thinking individuals who are considering and implementing innovative ways of supporting the holistic health and wellness of nonprofit staff, of mission-driven people at all levels. Finally, social media. I have a love-hate relationship with social media, so I continue to tweak where and how I show up in that space. And so for now, here's my plan for 2021. I'll be spending more time on LinkedIn, where I have a personal profile and a business page. On Facebook, my focus is going to be on my private group for women over 40, rather than on my business page. I'll drop a link to that group in the show notes. And finally, YouTube. Yes, after years of trying to figure out why I am so averse to video, I think I've finally sorted it. Maybe it's my affinity for social connection. I have no problems doing Zoom meetings and interviews when there's at least one someone on the other end of the camera. I really freeze when it's just me staring down the camera eye. So the solution is, for now, I'm going to be posting clips of the video version of my podcast episodes on YouTube. So if you want to check out sort of a quick preview of some of the episodes, you can go to my YouTube channel. Put a link, I'll put a link in the show notes, and you can find sort of previews of what's on the podcast on YouTube. <laughs> so yeah, that may not look like downsizing to you, but as I look back over the list, it's really hard to believe that these commitments are actually a decluttered, downsized version of what I've been doing. And to be perfectly honest, a lot of this is made possible by the help of two women I'm really blessed to have brought onto the Simply Health coaching team in the past month. So I want to give a huge shout out, first of all, to online business manager Kimberly Brown of Freedom Virtual Solution and virtual expert Julie Trombley of Tr Tackle Your To-Do. Uh, if you're looking for some virtual support in your business, you can check out the links to their work in the show notes. Finally, my word for the year for 2020 was alignment. 
And as I begin to reflect on the year, and yes, what a year it's been, I feel like I may have nailed it. This pandemic has been one of possibilities for me, and I do recognize what a privilege it is to say this. It's helped me to achieve some of my really long-standing goals for my business, one of which was going virtual, and the other one was figuring out how to make health coaching accessible and affordable to those who need it most and can't necessarily afford it. Paradoxically, I guess, or not, since I can hear the staff at IIN from here saying, I told you so, I did it by decluttering and downsizing, by working smarter instead of harder, by working less rather than subscribing to the hustle and grind way of doing business. Did I mention I'm on my fifth 1,000-piece jigsaw puzzle this year? So yeah, I've been doing a lot of other things, not just working. In conclusion, this week, I challenge you to take a closer look at your life and think about what could use some decluttering, organizing, and making more efficient and or downsizing, whether it's literally your physical environment or more abstract, like your work environment or your business, uh, your career, your family life. Where will you start and what will it look like? Uh, definitely send me a comment and let me know. You can do that through most listening apps. Uh, just leave me a voicemail. And if you'd like to talk more about this project, which has the potential to increase your holistic well-being in a big way, schedule a free Your Story session and let's talk about that. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. And if you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com.